This is the American Artson Podcast, where our goal is to spark creativity. Whether you're a musician, an artist, a writer, or an entrepreneur, we're here to provide you with tools, tips, and insight from professionals and creatives that you can use to inform and inspire your own journey. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the American Arson Podcast. Um, we've been having a lot of fun putting these together. It's uh, It's been a different kind of summer. We haven't been able to tour or do anything like that. And so this is kind of our way of regularly uh, getting to check in with you guys. But we know that we're not quite interesting enough to fill uh, episode after episode ourselves. And so we have another... We're barely interesting enough to fill a 30-minute set on stage. Right. So, <laughs> so we have another great guest for you today. Um, and uh, his name is Paul De La Rosa. He's a photographer, a uh, outdoor enthusiast. He does rock climbing. Um, and he's going to have some really cool uh, stories and, and adventures to share with you guys. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. We've been friends with Paul for a few years now. Um, we'll dive into how we met and, and all the things he's he's gotten into over the past several years of kind of making a living, in a sense, adventuring, <laughs> and uh, which I think a lot of us would be a bit envious of, um, and how it can be how it can be tough, and, and, and maybe how some of you that would be interested in that kind of a lifestyle can, can get into it yourself. So, yeah. Absolutely. All right. Well, without further ado, here's Paul. How are you doing? You just moved back to California, didn't you? Yeah, man. I uh, I just left Nashville because um, of COVID and I uh, came back to California. And so it was kind of this bittersweet thing. But I, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I love being back here. So I, uh, a good good choice on my part. I'm happy about it. Yeah. You said, so you said you moved back to Cali because of COVID. Was there a reason, like what was, I mean, I know we chatted a little bit in the past, but what was the reason for really moving out to Nashville, making that switch from LA? Yeah. I, um, you know, I didn't really have anything holding me in California anymore. And I decided I could, I got a job in Nashville as a rock climbing instructor actually. And then I realized that I could do that and do my freelance photography stuff uh, and kind of mesh them together and do them at the same time because um, there's just so much opportunities for that out there. So, yeah. um, so that's what took me out there. Um, and that was great. I mean, I definitely didn't want to come back necessarily, but circumstances kind of nudged yeah. me in that direction sooner than I thought. So, so the, the, I'm guessing indoor rock climbing is, is probably something that is not covid safe right now right it's kind of not, not super friendly <laughs> yeah. you know i realized that i realized that climbing gyms everything that's perfect for climbing gyms is perfect for covid right so it's all these like closed spaces and people putting their certain, hands all over everything certain, air, certain areas that everyone has to touch yeah um so yeah it wasn't exactly uh you know it wasn't the most sanitary right so speaking of the rock climbing, though, something that I've been wanting to ask, um, which came first, the the photography or the being in the incredible environments and all of the adventuring and then wanting to capture those things? Um, that's funny. I, uh, they, it, it was almost at the same time. Um, so what it really came out of was 
before rock climbing was mountain biking. And uh, mm-hmm. so all my friends in high school, we all mountain biked, we raced, we did made jumps, like we just go down the street and like build jumps behind our friend's house. Mm-hmm. And um, I think I was taking a photography class in like high school. And so like I had to, I had to like lug this old film camera that my dad had around. Um, <laughs> and so I was like the one kid, so we all rode mountain bikes and I was just like, oh, hold on guys, I gotta take this, like I gotta do like a motion blur capture. So ride really fast, find me. And I just like shot it and I was like, sweet guys, that looks so, they're trash, but they, I was like, they look so sick. <laughs> And uh, so I was just like the one guy that had a camera and like yeah. I was just kind of the yeah. designated photographer because I, cause I had one, that's it. That's because I had a camera. So I realized that I could kind of start meshing them together. And like, if I like kept doing really cool things and I kept finding people that did really awesome stuff and I was like, wait, then I can like take pictures of them. And like people, like we always wanted pictures of us doing the jump or doing this or, Hey, get a picture of me jumping off this cliff or whatever. Like, um, so it, it almost they almost kind of came at the same time perfectly, um, just because I was already doing the cool stuff outside, and I happened to have a camera. And then from then on, I was just like, oh, what? Like, then I then I started thinking of like what I could do to like be like, oh, now what can I really start taking pictures of? Right. Um, so it's kind of it kind of came together perfectly. That's awesome. And you know, one of the things that I love all of your work, but I think that the the outdoor yes. shots are are particularly striking. Um, and, and so is that just something that it's just, it's a product, like you said, of just getting out there and and doing cool things, or do you feel that you find yourself going in search of specific shots of specific things? I think when I first started, I think I was just naturally doing like stuff that I thought was really cool. And like the place I went were just naturally kind of like pretty on their own. So Mm -hmm. it was like, Hey, I'm like, I'm going to this place already, like, as long as I bring my camera, like I'll get the picture. But then as I kind of got older, I started traveling with my buddies and um, I remember we planned or I planned uh, a trip to Iceland for us. Um, and that was like my baby. That was like my baby. Cause I had seen pictures of it. And so that one, I remember see- seeing that photo of the, uh, of, I'm assuming your buddy on the plane and yeah. like out in the middle of uh, nowhere out there. It just looks so cool. Yeah, I uh, funny enough is I saw a picture of someone doing that two years before that trip, and I saw that, and I was like, oh man, I gotta like, I gotta see who like I gotta see who like took this, and it was one of my favorite photographers, and I was like, dude, I gotta go there, and I saw there was Iceland, and I was like, oh, I'm never gonna get there, and then like two <laughs> years two years later, I'm sitting down planning this trip, kind of seeking out that spot, and then finding a bunch of other really scenic spots. Um, to go to and it was like the best week of my life and so that one was me like kind of actively seeking out cool spots um and like traveling to go there to act to for for the purpose of taking right. pictures there and be, yeah. like being out there so well being being based in california like there's there's so many you know there's so much just right at your fingertips there right. national parks and you know that are just a, a day's drive or a weekend trip away and um, but Iceland, that's that's on another level. It seemed, I, it looked like, uh, looking at some of your stuff, you've also done, what, Hawaii and Indonesia mm-hmm. and a, a couple other crazy locations. Yeah, what was that like? I did. Uh, it's great. Yeah. And then after that, like, I think we just got, like, me my friends and I just kind of, like, got, like, addicted to, like, going and seeing other places and being like, oh, well, like, what else is out there? And so there was uh, Iceland. And then the next year we kind of, flipped the coin, not flipped the coin, but we turned the other side of that coin and kind of went completely opposite from stark, like 
Iceland, cold, rainy, like super big mountains and things like that. And we flipped it and we went tropical. And so we went to Bali in Indonesia, um, which was another part, another, um, a different amazing. It was, it was awesome. And, um, where that was all these trees and big waterfalls and, and thick forests and little villages and big temples and stuff like that. And so, um, yeah. So after, after Iceland, we kind of were just like, okay, like our, our, and they, my friends take pictures too. And so we were all kind of like getting our creative juices flowing of like, okay, like what's like, what else is out there? Like for us to like kind of go see. And I think half of it's like for pictures and videos and stuff like that, but then like also doing things like Iceland and Bali, um, it was like, just like seeing how other people live. It was like crazy in Iceland, just like going by these tiny little, like, like fishing villages Mm -hmm. because it's all coast over there. Well, mostly. Right. And, um, if we're going from small little Icelandic fishing villages to like these small villages pushed up in like the, like the North mountains of Indonesia. And it's just like, um, yeah, it's strange. And then, yeah. And then last year was Hawaii. And, um, I mean, I, now I live like just outside of Yosemite. So it's, it's like, yeah. Yeah, you lucky son of a gun. I, yeah, I know. I hate. I hate it. It sounds like I, you'll, you'll like, post so, like yeah. you'll post like oh, I had like an evening off or something. I'll see on your story, and you'll be just chilling out in the middle of Yosemite <laughs> with your your friends doing some climbing or something. I'm like, man, I'm just gonna go watch some Netflix in my room. I, you know, <laughs> you know, I realized that when I moved to Tennessee, how like how like how much of a, a douche i kind of sound like when i talk about like my my tuesday evenings oh. where i'm like oh yeah like i go to i go up to sequoia national park because i had the day off right and then i like go come down and it's like and then like oh but then like like my mom called me and told me they were like in the coast like so like i drove two hours to the coast and caught up with them for dinner and it's they're like People from Nashville are like, we have a river. <laughs> yeah, they're like, we, like people are like, oh, I've never seen the ocean before. Oh man, like, get out of here! Like, and I'm like, I'm man. so sorry. Yeah, because I mean, I grew up down by LA, so I'm like, oh, I would like, I grab, I grab pizza and I go to my favorite beach down in Malibu and just like hang out yeah. if I had like, a, if I had like an evening off, and then I get get out of my face right now. Don't talk, <laughs> don't talk like that to me. That's great, but it's, it, people really do. I mean. I guess some people get dropped into those kind of uh, circumstances or locations, but I think more and more these days, your, your adventures have to be intentional. Like you said, you know, you sought out Iceland and Bali and, and, you know, it's so easy to, um, you know, modern day, even, you know, vacation packages, you can go on and you can just, you can do all the touristy stuff and, and leave the rest in the dust. I remember my first time going through Yosemite and we went straight down the main road and like okay yeah this is pretty cool and you know realize a number of years later when we returned that we never then, even scratched the surface you know and we went back yeah. that whole time we were we when we did our west coast tour out there when we we ran into you in la and um and then we went up and our next show was up in the bay area but our plan we had intentionally scheduled a few days off in between those shows and said we're just going to take the majority of this week and just hang out in like sequoia national park in yosemite and camp yeah. and stuff like that like go really go out there and camp and do some hiking and stuff and i remember after those few days one being sore as frick and then two <laughs> but like in a super satisfying kind of way yeah. like two just like even talking to evan and like you know our photographer that was with us and stuff and saying like man, I feel like 
I could spend a whole year in this park and not even see like half of it. Like just like we went all day a couple of those days just to finish one or two trails like and which is which is awesome but like i was just like i can't even imagine being able to live out here and just spend like every day but like it would take a lifetime it feels like to explore those places yeah it's insane i uh yeah i mean there's yosemite i mean i i go there you still find places out out there that you like haven't been to before Absolutely. There's like, there's like a couple waterfalls I've never done the hike to. Um, there's like a couple lakes in there that I like never knew about. Um, there's like the hike up around like El Capitan and Half Dome. And like, I mean, when I name all this stuff I haven't done, I'm like, oh man, I've been there so much. Like, wh- like what was I doing? Like, I wasn't doing anything. Like, was I just like sitting in my car drinking coffee being like, wow, this is pretty. But like, it, it, like it, 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 along, it, it sounds like when I talk about how much I haven't done, it sounds like I've done nothing. But there's just so much to do. Yeah. And exactly what you were saying, Evan, like um, people, I mean, people get dropped in all sorts of circumstances, but I mean, I realized like being more intentional with like where you're going. And I mean, I just kind of decided like a year ago to pick up and move to Nashville. And like, it wasn't like, I didn't have that much money and I just kind of like did it. And so like, I realized, and then moving back here, I like kind of realized like, yeah, moving is big and it can be a big decision for you. And maybe people are used to like, they don't want to go that far from their family and stuff like mm-hmm. that. But I realized like it kind of wasn't, I mean, I'm always kind of just moved around like growing, like as an adult. Um, and, but like, I just kind of realized it's like not, it's not that hard to like move if you really wanted to. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so like, if people are like, Oh man, I wish I could go to California. It's like, Oh, well you can like block out like six days and save up like not even a thousand bucks and you could do it. Yeah. It's like, like all my trips, like my Iceland trip, I think I was there for 10 days, everything, rental car, food, uh, plane tickets, all that jazz. Um, I think at all of that, I came back, I had spent everything I had spent was like $1,500 or less. Wow. Um, and same thing for yeah. Indonesia, that whole trip was like 1500 or less. I mean, I was like dirt poor like I was so far below the poverty line and I still was like you know what I should do you know I know I have to pay rent but like I should I should go to Iceland instead yeah Take it um, <laughs> yeah like I, priorities I, I, you know? yeah, like, was, no. well I mean I think people like because I hear that all like people say that like make those comments when they see like us out we've been out on tour or whatever or like like I've taken a couple personal trips and I'm like oh like it's so cool you guys get to travel so much and I'm like I wish I could do that and I'll just look at them and say, like you you can like do you if you really truly want to <laughs> right that's like truly a priority for you yeah you can make it happen I think that's part of it is people just don't realize how to to budget and to plan and be intentional for those things like sure if you just pick the first flight you see online they're probably going to be several hundred dollars more but right and it's like i mean like i didn't like own i was buying like thrift store shoes like i didn't buy nice shoes and i just like ate ramen for like weeks and i was like i was like you know how you went like you know how you went to pf chang's last week right. well i stayed home and i chewed on my fingernails and now i can afford like i like is all like it's sacrificing the things that like you like and it's like the comfortability or whatever and then it's like oh, i just bought soup cans and ramen for a month and like that saved me like 300 bucks and now i'm 300 bucks closer to going on the trip yeah, I absolutely yeah yeah it's, <laughs> it, you know we we live in a 
in a day and age where it's it's very easy to adapt to the status quo and to you know live vicariously through other people's instagram profiles and i think that is something that you know with this podcast that we have said like that we want to explore is is the people who are you know willing to 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 maybe do something uncommon um or to maybe um you know, chew their fingernails for a month so that they can go to Bali or whatever it happens to be. I think there's like there's some pretty solid vitamin B content in fingernails or something. So you might not be as yeah, as you I mean, think you are, but you, 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 you stay you stay lean and then you'll have a beach body for <laughs> There you go. There you go. I mean, you touched on it a bit there. I was going to ask this towards the end, but since you already kind of talked about it a little bit, what would your then advice be to people who I guess like because I know in this kind of Instagram culture, which like social media has been great for creators and, and, and photographers, but in this Instagram culture, people, people that have never touched a camera or never gone on a trip in their life, follow all these adventure photographers and are like, like kind of like pretending like they're living that lifestyle or like, yeah, I would love that. I'm going to do that one day. But like for people that actually say, no, like I want to get out there. Like I want to do it. Whether you said, like you said, it's for the photography or the travel or for a little bit of both. Like what would your advice then be to someone who's kind of saying, I want to get started in that wow um i mean for me i kind of just like fortunately i had friends that like had full-time jobs and they had time that they could take off and so finding people i mean you could do it alone it's definitely more fun with your buddies because you can just kind of goof off for a week and like be close to the ones that you like to hang out with but um i i mean honestly like i think that first step as dumb as it sounds like the i think the first step is the hardest honestly just like doing the research um, cause for me, when I was doing the Iceland trip, I was just like, just like typing in like flights to Iceland. That was like the hardest part for me. Just as I like, get myself to even like Google it because I was like, okay, now it's going to be like real. And now I'm going to take steps. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so it's like, so for me, I was like, type, just type it already. And I was like, okay. So then I was like, flights to whatever. And it was like cheap. And I like, I think it's just taking the time to like, especially if you're with your buddies, like, I was like, Hey guys, like let's like, let's pick dates right now. Let's pick a price range we're comfortable with and like kind of doing some of that prep beforehand. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, for the people that like, are like, yo, like I want to, like, I want to start doing this. I don't want to just like live vicariously. Like I think I like bookmark pictures where I'm like, like that picture of the airplane. I was like, Hey, I saw it. And like, that's cool and all, but like, that's like, that's not the end. That's not the end for me. Like mm -hmm. the end for me is to like, go is to go there and take my own version of this photo. Absolutely. Um, and, and so then doing like the research, um, cause again, I mean, I was so far below the poverty line when I planned that trip that I was just like, I need, yeah. like, this is the money I'm comfortable spending. Um, and so then luckily me and my friends were able to find something like that. And, um, yeah, the, the research, I think, was the hardest. And then the trip was the easy part. Like, once yeah. you actually go, <laughs> I think you're there. You just... Once you get a taste of it, right. you're just not going to want to stop. But I, you know? I, I love that attitude of um, of just, like, you know, just, just doing it, believing that you can. Like, that it's not somebody else's, you know, seeing that picture from the plane and saying, like, that's cool that, you know, but that's not just going to be somebody else's life for me. And I know, you know, my wife and I just went to um, Great Smoky, Smoky Mountains National Park. So we were kind of 
when not not too close to Nashville, but to the state you were in at least. Um, and you know, I I did the same thing. Typed in you know top hikes in, in the national park, and one of the first ones that came up was a uh, was a 15 mile round trip to the summit of Mount Lacan. And I'm thinking we've never hiked 15 mile round trip, 4,000 feet of elevation gain, but you know what, let's just do it. And, you know, we're not, we hike and stuff. We're not, we're not like crazy, um, you know, mountaineers or anything like that. And the next thing, you know, it's, it's the end of the day and, and we're sore and we're tired, but just ultimately feeling really fulfilled. And, um, you know, I, I think that that's, that's great insight that like, it, it doesn't just have to be for somebody else. If, if you want to do it, you can go and do it. And, and I think that there are, I think that some people don't even realize that there are cool places that are, that are close to them or within a day's yeah. drive. Um, you know, you, you could, you could sit down and watch a movie and, and, or you could take that two hours and maybe you could be in a totally different surrounding or locale. And um, so I love that perspective. That's really cool. Yeah, I I loved uh I loved moving to sorry I love I love moving to Tennessee because I was I was in a new place and I had no idea like I'd never been to Nashville before I moved there I was just like let's just do it, and so when I kept went off went out there and kind of like what you're talking about like I just like I had never known any of the places that were out there and so like I found this climbing spot and it was like an hour and a half away and so I like went. Did you did you have did you have somebody to climb with you then when you moved out there that you you said you didn't really know anybody when you moved out there. Yeah, I uh, I had people at the climbing gym that I worked at, okay. and, and that climbing the climbing community is just like, hey, you climb, let's climb, like let's just like go, and like immediately, I think I already had people to like hang out with and climb with, and it, it was such a cool like community of people um, that just like wanted to hang and be outside, and people that love the same stuff that I love. So, how did you get into climbing? When I started college in California, they like my my college had like a climbing gym, like, like an indoor one, like in like their gymnasium. It was like a small little in the corner. And I like went like a couple of times. I was like, Oh, this is fun. It's easy. Mm -hmm. Like I'm not too bad at it. And then, um, I started working in the mountains every summer in Sequoia, uh, Sequoia national park. And, um, in my early twenties and the people just like had climbing stuff and they're like, Hey, you want to come? I'm like, sure. I'm like, not that great, but like, I'll come. And so I like started going sporadically. And then like three years ago, I like moved up there to live up there for like two years at a time. And uh, I had a buddy of mine who I still climb with, to, with today. And uh, he was like, Hey, you want to climb? I was like, yeah. And I just started like getting my going own gear and learning more about it. Yeah. And then it was just like, and so then by the time I was ready to leave California, I was like, Oh, I've like gained enough knowledge to be able to like start teaching this stuff. And so I like reached out to a bunch of gyms and, one in Nashville was like, yeah, we'll take a chance on you. We've never hired anyone out of state ever, but wow, you should come out here. And did you have, <laughs> did you have any, any sort of a background as an instructor at that point in time, or you just kind of went for it? So for climbing, no, but I, I was a teacher. Like I worked at this camp and we did like outdoor, like adventure classes. Like we did like, like outdoor school, like when you're in sixth oh, grade cool. or something like that. I don't yeah. know if you guys yeah. ever did that, but uh, yeah. you like go somewhere and you learn like outdoor classes, like, like science classes yeah. throughout the week. And so I like did, I like taught like, I guess a year and a half of doing that, like three semesters. Um, and so I like meshed that teaching aspect, which I loved because I loved writing my own curriculum and stuff like that. Um, and then I meshed that with all my, like I ran like high ropes courses and zip lines and all that oh, cool. jazz and like rock climbing and rappelling. Um, and so like I did both those jobs. It was kind of, I kind of did a lot of things at that camp, but I kind of did both those jobs and then I like realized that I had could mesh them together. Um, and then it kind of worked out perfectly where 
I, ne I hadn't necessarily been a rock climbing instructor, but I kind of had all the right ingredients to be able to do it correctly. That's awesome. So Damn. when uh, I, I saw a couple of the pictures, one in particular from Sequoia, where you're just hanging off the side of a rock. So we'll put, we'll throw uh, Paul's um, uh, social media <laughs> stuff and his Instagram in particular up so that you guys can see if you want to go check it out. But um, first of all, I have two questions. First of all, how in the world did that get photo get taken and, and from where? Also, why? <laughs> um, <laughs> um, yes, it, it's a recent, it's a recent one, right? Yeah. And yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I am. Uh, don't worry, I am attached to a rope. Okay. Um, I tried to zoom in. And I was like, I don't see I don't, anything. <laughs> I, I don't know how much that actually helps. Some people would still cry, but yeah, um, yeah that. Uh, uh, what was your question about it? <laughs> well, my first question was, uh, who, where in the world did the person take that picture from? Because it looks like they must have been hanging off the side of the rock yeah. too. And then my second question uh, is, is just you know, when you're, when you're climbing a rock of that scale and that size, how do you even start is, I mean, did you, you literally go all the way down to the bottom? Is somebody already up on the top with the, with the ropes or how, how does that work? Yeah. So to answer your question about how they took it, what's funny is that I, I have one of my best friends, Tucker, he, uh, it's, it's great because he is also a photographer and also a rock climber. So it's oh, kind awesome. of great that we kind of both have those things together. Um, and so he, there's like a, and a bit of a daredevil. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's gone to Iceland with me. He's gone to Indonesia with me. He's done all like every stupid thing I'm doing. He's like, Hey, like, oh, can I do that next? Like <laughs> he's always like right there. So um, yeah, it's great having those friends that are kind of just as dumb as you right. are. Um, but uh, he's, yeah, he, there's a climb. He's on a, he's on another climb. So he strapped, he strapped his camera to him and he climbed up the rock like oh, wow. 50 feet, 50 feet to the side of me. And just like, um, got up there someone's on the other end of his rope kind of like locked it off and he like sat back on the rope and he's just like maybe oh, like, we'll yell, throw like... this picture up for you guys yeah we'll definitely have to throw this picture up so you guys can see it yeah. if, if you're listening yeah, on know, the, the audio like, version check out youtube and we'll... i feel like it doesn't sound as cool <laughs> no it's uh, it's definitely super cool <laughs> i uh yeah but so he's he he's doing climbing he's climbing too in this picture so it's almost funny because it's almost like I look, I look really cool in this picture, but he's, he's doing the same thing. Like he's doing just as cool as stuff just to get the photo. Right. Um, and so, uh, yeah, he climbed up next to me and got his camera out and kind of yelled instructions to me on how to like what he wanted me to look like. And <laughs> I mean, I kind of, because I take pictures of people climbing, I kind of understood and right. he didn't really have to say much. So I just kind of did what I wanted. And he said, all right, that was good. You can keep climbing. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, someone, to answer your second question to start it's it sounds funny but i mean you literally just start at the ground you just like start <laughs> climbing um and so you can't really see i'm looking at the picture right now you can't really see the ground in this photo um just because it's a taller climb and so the the person that's belaying the person that's holding the other end mm -hmm. of the rope and keeping me safe if i were to fall um they're just down on the ground and they have the rope connected to a device so that if i slipped it, it would catch and I, I wouldn't fall very far and um, so when I get to the top, they just kind of like let the rope run through and they lower me back to the ground. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so, but you just kind of start, I mean, this could almost go with anything, but it goes with climbing too. Like the first step is the hardest. Like you just have to start on the ground and you just start going up until you're well in this photo, I guess I'm like a hundred feet up, but, <laughs> uh, yeah, you just, <laughs> you just, uh, you just start from the ground. It sounds simple enough 
but uh, what are you what are you anchoring are are you then like anchoring the rope to the rock as you climb or is it already I got somebody else going through your photos and look at the camera. <laughs> has, some, has somebody else already <laughs> like distracted. like just reclimbed this thing and and got the ropes ready or like how how does that work? So, depending on what kind of climb you do, like the climb that I'm on in this picture, I think uh, my the my buddy that took the picture, he climbed up before me, and there's like little there's little like bolts, there's like uh, metal bolts in the in the rock like every 10 feet or whatever okay and so as you as you climb up you start at the bottom you're not hooked to anything but the rope and as you climb up you bring the rope up with you and as you get to those bolts you clip in you basically clip in this like metal clip you clip it to the rock and then you clip your rope to that clip okay so that way you kind of you use it as like a last safe point in like right. a video game or something like right that. so if you were to fall say you're 10 feet up and you fall you only fall to your last saved anchor instead of follow instead of falling that 10 feet to the ground yeah so as you go up and you're 20, 30, 40 feet, you're falling three feet back to your anchor mm-hmm. than, rather than the 40 feet. Um, and then when you get to the top, usually there's bolts at the top. You run the rope through and then you can bring the rope back down. And then it's called top roping. It doesn't really matter, but it's called top roping. And then that way, everyone else that climbs, the rope is above them. So if they fall, they fall like two inches, three inches. Okay. It catches almost immediately if you slip. Um, but there's like, yeah, I mean, I could go on forever and nerd out about it, but there's like a bunch of different, like, uh, different kind of disciplines of climbing basically. But, uh, yeah, I mean, we would take the rope up, set it up for everyone else. And then, um, you can climb on it. It's interesting to hear about, cause the most I've ever done is just like those, like goofy, like small rock climbing walls at the local gym, like stuff that are like, maybe like 10, 15 feet high and you just, you know go up yeah, down like same. hop down and that's it but like it's interesting to hear about I, I would god i don't even want you saying that those bolts are already there i don't even want to know what it was like for the person that had to go up and put those there in the first place <laughs> yeah. like dear lord yeah i have i have uh i've not done a, a whole lot of it either um same kind of thing i've done done a few of the climbing walls at like rec centers or i think i climbed the wood pile at my at my house when i was younger and got on the roof because my dad locked us out and he made me go through the the upstairs window or something but (laughs) but i have to imagine because even you know doing the you know the the climbing wall at camp when you're in sixth grade or something even knowing that uh, you know you've got all the safety equipment in the world there's a person up top there's a person on the bottom um if you fall you're probably not even going like you said two or three inches in, in that setting um it can still be really really terrifying was is that something that uh, you just that you just had to get over or are you just the kind of person that you just never really had that kind of a fear or, or how does that work um it's kind of different for everyone for me it's definitely something i i had to get over like i always say that climbing is like half physical and half mental um because there's climbs that i can do on top rope where the 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 risk is so much smaller where top roping you fall like two inches okay. and I can climb things way harder on top rope. But if you're leading AKA bringing the rope up with right. you, your, your falls can be anywhere from like three to like 15 feet. All um, the way down to that next, a, all the way down to that bolt that you set before. Yeah. Okay. So, so if you're, so if you're five feet above a bolt, you have five feet of rope, but it's a pendulum. So if you are five feet above it, you'll fall and that you'll fall te- double that you'll fall the five feet to it. And then you'll fi- fall five feet below. Right. It. So you'll fall 10, 15 feet, um, which I have, I can, I'll text you guys later, but I, I have a video of me falling. Basically oh I, f- I fall from 20 feet up and I fall all the way down 
to about this far before the ground. Wow. Um, my, my foot skims it and my butt kind of touches it a little. Um, and it, that's, and that's what it is. It's just like, you have to be ready to do that. And so after that, I, I kind of was scared, uh, to do climbs like that. And so I kind of had to build my, like my mental muscle back up. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause some people are just born and they're like, I'm not scared of anything. Like, let, let's just do it. Right. And, and they can I, just climb. I saw a trailer for that free solo movie on, on yeah. Netflix. And I was just like, yeah, I got scared watching I, that. Trailer. I, <laughs> I, 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 I couldn't, I like couldn't watch the whole thing. Cause I got too terrified just watching him talk about it. Like I just, yeah. And so like, seem like to just have like no, absolutely no, n- well, not no fear. They just don't have a soul. I think. <laughs> they're, just, like, they're just robots. They're just robot they're people. Just, yeah. Beep, boop, get to the next right. hold and step up. Okay. Is that yeah, something that you've understand. ever tried or would consider trying? or? Um, Maybe I've not done, to that scale, but like... I have, actually. I've done a really shoot. small version of that. I did. I mean, it was a really easy climb. Um. I, I won't get into the grading system, but it was one, it was one of the easier climbs that you can do where it's, it's still like still considered a rock climb because it's still like vertical. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's, it was pretty easy. And my friends and I were just like, Hey, let's like wake up early and let's just do this. And I think we climbed like, maybe it was like three or 400 feet and just like went up. I, I could be wrong on that footage, but it was, it was quite a, quite a ways and you just have to know that like your your margin for error is is pretty low Mm -hmm. um i haven't said that so casually just (laughs) (laughs) i mean yeah i don't know maybe i I don't know if i was dumb or if i was confident yeah like i don't i don't know which one it was at the time um i think i did it early enough on in my climbing career um that maybe i didn't really understand the risk yet now i think as i'm now i'm like three years older I'm like, oh, you know what? Like, I maybe I shouldn't be doing stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I have like, I mean, I have like people I need to stay alive for, and <laughs> um, and I kind of understand like, uh, like I don't feel as invincible anymore. Yeah. Because before I was like, yeah, like let's just climb, and if I slip, I'll catch myself. And now I'm like, if I step down a stair wrong, my knee hurts for five days. So it's like, <laughs> you know, like I, I it's. I understand my mortality a little bit. Yeah. Can any of us remember the last day we woke up without a single part of our bodies hurting in some form? No, that's it's no. I, yeah, that's I, never happened. I, and I can imagine that that it you know the the fear doesn't help because it start it starts activating areas of your, of your brain that are not helpful for you know I'm you know staying calm and things like that and, and being calculated right. when you're when you're climbing. I know my wife and I just did. Um, a hike called Indian staircase in Kentucky. And there's one section where it's, uh, it's not straight up, but it's a diagonal and there's depressions in the rock. Um, and we, and we walked around the thing for like 10 minutes trying to see if there was another route. And then it was like, you know what? Sun's going down. We got to go, we got to do this. And that maybe was, you know, I don't know, 30, 40, 50 feet up this section that you have to do. And then, then you're back on the trail again. Uh, and even that to me, was um you know and I, I don't have a climbing background but it was terrifying but then the satisfaction when we got done with it like we were both just like you know on, hey, on it was just, we were just buzzing for like a couple of days like that was the coolest thing you know um yeah. and and so i i think that it, you know the trade-off there is is hard to you know, I, I can understand the pull i don't think i'll ever be t- become a full-time rock climber but i can understand the pull 
Um, I think I have an idea for a day off tour activity when next time we do a West Coast tour. Yeah, man, you'll have to run uh, by Yosemite. You'll have to take us if there's any of those. If there's any of the, uh, you know, the the baby ones. Yeah, the, you know, like in, ski, in skiing, they have the bunny hill. There's like a bunny hill version. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> bunny hill climb. Uh, I got yeah. I got the ba- I got the baby hikes for you, cool. ready to go. Cool. Um, yeah, but no, there definitely is like that pole is kind of like. Uh, it's like over it's like when you know you've overcome like a little bit of that like risk like when you're like oh like there like there was some danger to it and then you get past it and you're like oh you know what like i like it could have gone this way but because i like did this it's like oh wow like you're like oh dang you're like stand up a little taller and a little pat right. on the back and you're like right oh man mo- most people probably would have fallen on this but not me not this guy <laughs> like you know what i mean it's definitely it's definitely kind of like you get kind of cocky after yeah. a while where you're like <laughs> it's that's that's the pull for me just a little bit where you're like there's risk to it and when it like when it goes well you're like oh yeah like that went well all because mm-hmm. all because of these puppies right, right. here like <laughs> like it's yeah it's definitely it makes me a little douchey but yeah <laughs> no it's you get you probably need a, a certain level of that to be because like you said like whether whether you're you're climbing with or without a rope or like even if you know you have that safety net like it takes a certain level of being able to kind of block out that part of your mind that's going to deter you from doing something that let's face it even with a rope there's a certain level of danger that comes along with it you're taking risks like you said like you fell that one time and you had the rope but like you came very close to hitting the ground and possibly hurting yourself Mm -hmm. like that you have to be able to block that out i was just gonna ask i was like do you do he's like i don't no, like I have a, a bunch of friends that like to travel and stuff, but none that are super into like the adventure and climbing stuff. So like, do you, when you do those climbs, do you like, I don't know, listen to music or something that like keep like, or, or are you just kind of able to kind of calm your mind just naturally, just as you're going about your business? Um, I'll listen to music like beforehand, but once I get on the wall, I, uh, especially like if I'm hooked to a rope, I want like, I want whoever's on the end, end of that rope. I want us to be in constant communication. Mm-hmm. Um, that so that way, if anything goes wrong, I can easily be like, Hey, like if I know I'm going to fall, I'll be like, Hey, watch me on this. Hey, keep the rope tight. Hey, I'm slipping. Hey, this or that, or this or that. Or if they're like, Hey, like, don't go that way. Or, Hey, get your leg over the rope. Cause if you fall, you'll twist up and you'll spin around and you'll hit the rock. Yeah. Um, I need to, I need to be able to hear that stuff. Um, and so I don't listen to music when I'm climbing. I'm sure it would make it a lot easier, like, to be, like, just in my own world, <laughs> right. like, and just zone everything out. But I just, I think I'm so paranoid of, like, them being like, hey, there's, like, there's a tornado coming. Get off the wall. And I'm like, la, 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 right. like, you know what I mean? I just, like, would yeah. be so worried that if they're like, hey, there's a bear coming down to get you. And I'm just like, cool, I'm climbing. No problem. This, get, this day can't get any better. You, you know just see I mean? in the background of the next photo, Paul posted, yeah. there's just a bear working. And he's like, oh, up. what happened? And he's like, oh, he's listening to music. Didn't see that bear coming down the rock. Um, but, uh, no, I uh, so definitely, um, like, calming my mind on my own has is like a learned yeah. practice, um, which is funny because like when I'm climbing, like people will often like yell to me and be like, if they can tell I'm like struggling on a move or something like that, they'll just be like, Hey, breathe. And you realize that you just, you're so tensed up that you're not breathing and you're like, <sighs> and then you can just kind of like, once you like control your breathing. And so like, now I've like learned to like remind myself to do easy yeah. things like breathing. Hey, like, make sure you to extend your legs. Hey, do this. Hey, lean into the rock. Like, super easy things that like 
should be second nature, but like when you're up on the rock, it's just like, you're thinking about so many other things. Um, so I think it's a learned for me anyway, I think it's learned practice to just kind of shut everything else yeah. out and be like, Hey, like you got this, um, again, like building that mental muscle up. And, mm-hmm. uh, I think I was lucky when I first started to climb because my climbing partner would just be like, Hey man, you got this. And I'm like, Hey, like, how hard is this going to be? And he would totally lie through his teeth. Like, super easy, dude. Super easy. So when you go into it with that kind of confidence where you're right. like, I got this. Like, and then I don't know if we should trust Paul with these bunny, right. these, these <laughs> bunny hills. Now he's going to take us up to like El Capitan and be like, all right, here we go, boys. No rope. No, I did, I did not learn. I did not. That's one thing I didn't take from him. I will definitely be a little more truthful, but I will definitely, I'm, I'm really encouraging because I realize if you encourage someone and like push them past what they think they can do. But if you're like, no, you can for sure do it. Cause sometimes they'll set a limit here when really their limits like here. Yeah. So if you encourage them past the limit they think they have, um, they'll do it more like nine times out of 10. Um, and so like all those climbs that I had no business being on, but my buddy was like, you got it. I did them. Yeah. And I, I, and I, and they were hard and I, I still did them. And I was like, Oh man, that was sweet. And then he would tell me after and be like, Oh Yeah that was for sure out of your range. Right. Like you shouldn't have been able to do that. <laughs> I think you're, but I just like, I just thought I could. Yeah. So I did. No, I think yeah. you're right about, you know, encouraging people and, and, you know, finding a way to support them. And, um, and I think it's really cool that you've been able to take something you're passionate about and, you know, something on this podcast that we, we you know, want to provide resources for people who have a passion and want to find a way to make that more sustainable. And, and obviously you, you did that with, with, rock climbing up obviously covid kind of you know threw a wrench in the works but (laughs) um but that's hopefully a once in a lifetime thing but on the on the photography side can you talk about how you were able to kind of take that uh passion and then turn it into something that you know could help sustain you as well yeah that was um again that started out with just like kind of shooting my friends doing stuff um, and then I just kept like, kind of, once you like start shooting, you just kind of like, people kind of like reach out to you and you just kind of end up kind of going down that rabbit hole on Instagram and just kind of finding people that like to model or like to go on hikes or whatever. And so at first I started hanging out with other photographers. Um, and not that I didn't like taking pictures of them. Not, not all of them are the most photogenic just because they're used to being behind the lens. I mean, I don't right. like, uh, really being in pictures that much. I mean, um, I, I can do it. Like if someone wants me to be far away and I, you don't have to see my face <laughs> and I can just kind of rock climb and do my thing. Um, it's just your silhouette. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. If, if it can be far away and they can't tell that I have this newly grown mustache, um, then it's uh, an A plus mustache. <laughs> friend. You, did, yeah. you did well with it. <laughs> um, so then I just started like being like, Oh, people like, Oh, this person like modeled or this is a friend who like, is like, you know, this is the look I'm kind of going for. Mm-hmm. And, um, so I was just kind of taking like these, I would mix like portraits cause I love shooting, photographing people, but I love shooting them outside and kind of showing them like the contrast of people and nature and yeah. kind of putting it together. And um, I, I realized I didn't really like doing the super posed, like super fashiony photos, okay. kind of more lifestyle stuff. Yeah. And so when I realized I could do stuff like that, I started reaching out to more companies um, and obviously Instagram is an easy and really easy way to do that. And so I started reaching out to companies and be like, Hey, like I'll shoot your hats or I'll shoot your watches or whatever. Um, 
And I started kind of just building this portfolio and they'd be like, Hey, we'll send you the watch. And if you send us a couple photos, we can keep the watch. And I'm like, sweet. Um, and so once I started kind of building that up, um, then I actually ended up working for a shoe company, like full-time I was on staff. I had an office, um, because they saw like this guy that I kind of knew he was following me on Instagram. And he's like, Hey man, your photos have been amazing. Like you need to talk like you, like you need to work for us. Um, and so I did that for a while. And then once I realized that that office job was kind of killing me, I left <laughs> and realized I could sustain it on my own. Cause now I'm doing freelance stuff. Right. Like, I'm just like, I can do it from, I can do it from the middle of nowhere in, in California from my house. Like I had people just send me like, yeah. clothes and I shot them like in my backyard and or I go up to Sequoia and I shoot stuff and um then I send them the photos and anywhere I have wi-fi I can just send it to them yeah. and uh so it's like it's not as it's not as crazy as I kind of thought in my head when I was first like oh, I could never do freelance stuff and make a living um and now it's like oh I can just like it kind of makes sense because I can just shoot it anywhere and yes I have to make that effort of reaching out to people and and like getting I mean, because that's you touched on it there too, like Instagram being so key and easy for for people to do that and to see other people's work. Like you, I mean, you're at what over 10k on Instagram now. Like, was that like? Because I think, like, was that did that come more along with as you started like working with these brands, or because like I think I, you see a lot of talented photographers that just are like or at least I even know a couple like people in our area that are, are experienced what I would say, I guess, experienced photographers, but just can't get the social media aspect. Right. And then I know also, like you said, like a lot of, especially like lifestyle and adventure photographers that made like started making living freelancing and doing that stuff as a freelancer because of their social media like if you can get that to take off so like what for you was that something that just kind of came along with just working with more people over time and them reposting your stuff or was that you know was there a secret key to it you just started like posting with certain hashtags or whatever and it it blew up um it's kind of a mix i feel like I feel like at that time, this was maybe like two or three years ago. I feel like at that time I didn't, I didn't really have like, maybe I didn't have much of a life. And so like a lot of things I did and went on Instagram and did a lot of stuff like manually, if that sounds weird, like basically yeah. I've used, like I used my Instagram as kind of like a marketing experiment to be like, Hey, like, let's learn, like, let's just learn everything about Instagram. And so what I would do is I would actually go, I would use a bunch of hashtags and whatnot. And then I'd go through like one hashtag, say like hashtag, keep exploring or something that's like that's something that's like specific to what i should right. like say like hashtag opt outside or hey or hashtag keep exploring hashtag go outside whatever it was or i don't remember those all the hashtags but it, it was like hashtag keep exploring i click it i go through that hashtag and it would bring up a page of all these photos mm -hmm. and i mean maybe i'm maybe i'm just like showing maybe the people would be like, Oh, that's like so stupid. Of course you got followers that way. But I mean, it worked and I had like 14,000 followers at one, at, at one point. And, uh, and all I did was I hit keep exploring and then I go through every, and I'd like every photo in that under that hashtag, <laughs> every single, like as many as I could do. I, I, I'd sit, I do that while I was going to the bathroom. I do it while I was in bed. I would like, I did it for like, I did it for like hours a day. Um, and now they have like, 
algorithms and like uh, they have like apps for that that you pay for and, and they'll like get you followers doing that. And I just did it manually. Like I just sat there for hours a day, just going through every photo and liking it and like did all the math and statistics. And then I was like, okay, out of all of the photos that I like out of like a hundred, um, out of like the hundred that I like, like, I think it was like, like half of them will, will go look at my profile. And out of that half, like a quarter of those will follow me. So okay. now I'm at like, I don't, I don't even know that what it is. It's like, uh, I think that's a, what's a, what's a quarter of a half. That's like an eighth or something like that. So like an eighth, <laughs> that's probably not right. Don't quote me on that. Um, that wasn't even close to right. Um, <laughs> well, a, quarter, a quarter of a half would be a 16th. Right. No, way. <laughs> no, four, no, four on one half, four on the other half. That's eight. I was right. You're right. <laughs> Wait, but you know, because you said a quarter four of a half, half, a quarter of a half would follow you, but then or sure. a quarter of a half would come back, but then a quarter of the, I don't know, whatever. Don't listen to this show to learn about fractions. Yeah, yeah <laughs> this is not, remember, this is sparking creativity, <laughs> not sparking statistics. Anyways, okay. a quarter of a half um, of a decimal. Sure. Would, uh, yeah, exactly. You should um, substitute teach for a math class. <laughs> the three of us. I, I, I used to be good at math. But uh, anyway, so let's say an eighth. So then an eighth would follow me. So now if I'm liking, I don't even know, like now if I'm following, like if I'm liking 800 photos, that's like 100, fo that's 100 followers right there. Um, and I could do that in like a day. So I was getting like, I think I was getting like, over over a hundred followers a week consistently like i think it was like a hundred followers like every couple of days um because i was just going through and liking like people that were posting outdoor photos mm -hmm. i liked their photo and if someone likes your photo you're probably going to be like oh who's this person they like my photo you go to their profile and if your like feed is good enough and if your pictures are good enough and they like what you're doing and it's like kind of in the same realm of what they're doing then they're going to follow you and so um, I think that's I a key mean, point, I though. Would, it's it still comes back to the quality, right? If they came to your page and they yeah, you didn't have those, you're right? I mean, if, good. If, if it was trash and it was just like pictures of my feet and my dog, it was they're like, well, okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's weirdos out there. That's, you a, never know. that's a niche market. That's a niche market in <laughs> right? itself. But uh, feet and dog. But uh, yeah, <laughs> I follow hashtag feet and dogs, and it's it's it would surprise you. No, I. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yes, so so I I definitely had to mix more more uh, dog photos, Paul. Yeah, sorry, it's been too much on the feed end on this one. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so it, it definitely, and then I was just like pushing myself to do more photos. I mean, I'm my biggest critic, mm -hmm. like out of anything. Like I'm so when it gets to photos, I'm such a perfectionist, and like almost too much. Where I'm just like, I could see a photo, like people can see a photo that like it's their favorite photo I've ever taken. I'm like, nah, that was trash. Like I wish. I could just fix one thing about it. Um, so sometimes it's too much, but uh, yeah, I mean, definitely mixing that kind of weird marketing experiment with hopefully taking actually good photos, then it kind of like at the time, I mean, I don't know about now cause I haven't really tried to do that anymore, but right. at the time they kind of just took care of itself. As long as you had like, you put in the effort and you had quality photos, then it yeah. was like that kind of, it kind of built itself and people would kind of build on it. Well, and it's a legit, traction too because it's not like you you see some of those people that clear it's pretty obvious when people buy their followers from like one of those like third-party apps and they like because they have 
10,000 followers, but their photos get like 50 likes. And, you know, but like you're getting hundreds of likes on all your photos. People are commenting like it. it so you can it, it worked like to in a legitimate sense it's not you're not just you know getting these these ghost followers or these fake accounts and stuff like that um so i think that's yeah that's a that's a good point i didn't even think about like you know i mean people i think try all these tricks and and different things but i mean it does come down to being willing to put in the time i guess and just having quality work yeah and i mean like i learned that I learned after a while that like just like like member like a uh, follower engagement like people want to feel like they're listened to and I mean I am so grateful for every single person that follows me and so like I want like I remember following people that had like tens of thousands of followers and just feeling like I was kind of lost in the crowd and like I was just like another person to kind of follow them and they didn't really care and I've seen all sorts of people that were kind of just like oh that guy's kind of a douche like I don't like <laughs> Like, why am I following this guy? He kind of takes okay photos, but he's kind of like a butt. Like, I don't want, like, right. you know? And so, like, when, so whenever people would comment on my photos, every, I, I reply to almost every comment. Like, every single one, I'm like, hey, thank you so much, because I am grateful for every single one. Yeah. I don't want to just do a blanket statement. Like, thank you to everybody. I'm like, hey, like, you took the time to write this comment. Like, thank you for, like, like, thank you for wasting your time on my page because I don't think I'm worth the effort, but like you seem to think I am. So I, I appreciate every second when you could be looking at feet and dogs and you're looking <laughs> you at could. my stuff instead, you know? Yeah. And so authenticity uh, episode, episode title, right. feet and dogs. I think authenticity goes a long way. And when you show people that you, um, that you value them, um, you know, that they're going to reciprocate. So that's really cool. I mean, I still, I still have people like following me like now that have followed me for years and they'll comment on all my stories and all my, and we have conversations and like, it's people that like, we don't talk a whole bunch, but like, they, like I, they see me as someone that's approachable and I want to come off that way. So like, they're like, Hey, like love seeing this. Hey, like, hope you're doing well. Hey, like, Oh, this made me laugh so hard. And we'll like talk for a second. And then like, it's, we're not like best friends, but like, I, you know, I want them to see that me as a person that they can like, where I'm not, where they're going to be like, Hey, I love your stuff. And I'm like, get, get out of my face. What are you doing? <laughs> like, I don't want to like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I don't ever want to come across as that guy. Yeah. So yeah, I think uh, hopefully people can see that. I, I, I like to be genuine. Make an effort. They, yeah. yeah. That I, that I genuinely want to be someone that they can feel like they can talk to when I'm not just like a robot, mm-hmm. you know? I, I don't know if this makes me a jerk, but I, I know that uh, there's been like people where that have a lot of followers and I'll like, comment something or whatever. And then they'll just like, won't respond. I'm like, nah, they're kind of a jerk. I won't follow them. Like, they're just kind of stuck up. <laughs> and then like, there'll be people that I think are just kind of okay. And I'll be like, Hey, nice job or whatever. And they're like, thank you so much, man. Like we should like connect. And I'm like, Oh, this guy's the raddest. I don't even think his photos are that good, but I'll follow him because he's freaking nice, yeah. dude. Well, because we're like, we're people, man, and we're like, you know, yeah. none of us is better than anybody else just because we happen to have a particular creative skill set. And when we don't think of ourselves as greater than we really are, when we think of ourselves, you know, Jesse and I say every time we play a show, we we say, you know, we're the it, it's our privilege to be able to be up here and play for you. It, the the idea of a rock concert, right? Traditionally, is we're going to go and it's and it's the people who are down on the floor and it's their privilege to get to watch the band that's you know on this uh, up on the stage um and just we just feel we just feel like the opposite of that we just feel like 
that anybody would care, that anybody would give us, you know, 30 minutes to listen to, to our band, um, you know, that blows us away because we're, we're all humans and uh, we all have a story to tell um, and that somebody's going to sit there and, and let us tell our story for 30 minutes. It's crazy to me. It's, it's super cool um, when they could be listening to your story about <laughs> going to Iceland and going to Bali yeah. and all these cool places. And we're just playing in a, in a dive bar in Iowa or something. So um, <laughs> And I remember you posting something about like wanting people to see that like you can like you can create with whatever you got in your hand or something along those lines. And like, is that something that you I mean, as you got started experience too of like and since then people using that as an excuse, whether it be with photography or kind of like you touched on with travel of like, Oh, like I don't have a ton of money. Like I can't do this. I think people are nervous to get into creating in any sense, music buying, thinking they need expensive instruments, um, photography thinking, man, I got to have the newest camera that costs $2,500 just for the body and a thousand dollar lens. Like, you know, just to get out there and take decent photos, what would you say to like those people that, you know, maybe don't have too much, but want to create? Man, I, uh, I mean, I don't want to get too like meta about it, but honestly like that, like all of that is like, it's so much about comparison. Like, it's like, uh, like it's being like, Oh, I can shoot with my phone, but like that guy shooting with this super nice camera. But then the guy with the super nice camera is like, oh man, this, like that, I, yeah, I have this, but that guy's shooting with an even nicer camera. And then this guy's like, yeah, but like, I want to be shooting with like a, uh, with like a freaking cinema red camera that they use on like real film. Like, you know, there's always yeah. going to be something better. Yep. Um, and so like I started shooting on, I, I got like a disposable camera app, I think is what you're talking about, Jesse. I, I, I yeah. got an app on my phone that yeah, acts that's like a disposable camera. There's no editing to it. It's like got like the little, you, you tap on what you want to shoot. It takes it. And if you want to turn the flash on, you can. And that's it. Those are two options, flash and no flash. <laughs> um, and, uh, and, they de- and they develop. It like takes like 24 hours and you can see them the next yeah. morning. And so like I look at them and like, wow, this is amazing. And it just like makes you so much like more, it made me more deliberate. Yeah. I'm like, hey, I have like, I can shoot it twice and move on. I mean, I started on film. Um, and so I had, you only have like 24 pictures right so you don't want to waste them all so it makes you more deliberate um and so yeah it's definitely about like people being like not looking to the next guy and being like yeah i I, like i want what that guy has um and like because there's always gonna there's always gonna be that guy Mm -hmm. to somebody like everyone has that guy in their eyes um and so just like being like i mean I i'll like i've been more confident shooting stuff on my iphone just for the sake of having memories or things that are, I think are pretty or whatever. And like not being so like stuck up and being like, I, I can only shoot on my nice camera. And I can only post pictures on my nice camera because it, it's like, um, yeah, I think it's just like being people that like are like, Oh, I don't like, I don't want to shoot it. Cause that guy's a nicer camera. It's like, Hey, like just, that's kind of like being too afraid that your stuff won't be good enough. But like, there's always some better out there. I don't know if yeah, that's absolutely. discouraging or en- encouraging, but like, I do that too, even with music, like being on the roads and I, I, I'll, there's always going to be, I'm always going to be able to find a drummer that's better than me. Like I'm always going to be able to find a drummer that's better I, than me. I don't believe that but, one. Okay. I'm definitely always going to be able to find a drummer that's better than me because, uh, <laughs> that's why we only give him one drum at the right. front of the stage. He just hits it really hard. But like, 
I do I I catch myself doing that same thing all the time but yeah that's a really good point like it's yeah it's almost like it's not even like I don't know it's like not even like having to me the advice is like you don't have to be the best you just have to be the one that does it like sometimes um or it's like some people can be so crippled by comparison that they don't even take the photo so uh, 10 people could stand in front of this like mountain and like the one person who might not even be the best photographer, they're the only one that had the courage to take the photo. Well, now they're the only ones that will get recognition for that photo because the other nine were too scared to do it. Yeah. Um, and so True. it's like, they might not be the best one, but they weren't crippled by comparison and anxiety. And so they're like, you know what? I just want to, like, I'm just going to do it because I want to yeah. like doing this. That's awesome um, advice. I love that. <laughs> Yeah. Not to get too deep on it. No. That's, that's just no. how I see it. Because I I mean, sometimes I'll go through Instagram for inspiration. And then sometimes I go through it. And I'm just like, dang, like I suck. <laughs> um, and so it's like, it can be like, it can be good and bad. It can inspire you and it can discourage you. Yeah. Um, so finding that balance and just being like, okay, I found my inspiration. Like it's time to get off before I get like super sad and see how good these like 12 year olds in Switzerland are. Right. And I like right. suck. Uh, so, you know. Yeah, Zildjian post out here posting videos of these like five year olds playing drum beats that I would never even be able to. <laughs> I can't comprehend, and I'm just like, why? What? Okay. Right. And there's always <laughs> going to be someone better. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. So that's no, that's really good. Uh, I I know it's hard to predict right now because everything seems to be in flux and up in the air. But uh, what's next for you? Ooh, Any big trips um... you want to take when things are back to normal? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, I was hoping to do Iceland around two this fall, but it's not going to look like, it's not looking like it's going to be that way. Mm -hmm. um, I had kind of a half climbing trip planned to Puerto Rico with my buddies where we'd go take photos and go specifically to go climbing out there. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I have anything like specific planned. I think I'm like being more cautious about like not putting too many ideas in my head, which I mean, that's impossible. Yeah. Have too many, but, <laughs> no, it's uh, a bummer to get things canceled when you get worked up about it. I know that's how we felt about our summer, but um, yeah. You're t you, are there any, I guess we could put it this way. Are there any, are there a couple like bucket list places or trips that you, you kind of like, regardless whether it's a year from now or 10 years from now, God forbid that this thing's over, but like that you want to take at some point that you're looking forward to crossing off. Man, I feel like that list is like way, I have like a big list. It's like probably way too long, but I mean, I, I mean, I was looking at like Thailand or Greece or um, I don't know, like Japan or something like that. But uh, just thing, just, just, I mean, the list could, could go on and on and on and on. But uh, yeah, I don't know. That's just uh, probably those three, but I mean, probably a million others too. Right. Luckily, I live yeah. not that far from a lot of, so I go up to Sequoia like once a week. I think I have a, I have a reservation for Yosemite in like a month. So, um, but yeah, once all this. All right, we got to, we got to get off here. I can't right. anymore. <laughs> Sorry, sorry, sorry. Okay, okay. No, I'm just giving you a hard time. <laughs> so, Paul, uh, if if uh, people are interested in finding out more about you and seeing your work, where can they check your stuff out? Yeah, uh, they can find me at uh, at Paul Delarosa on Instagram. Um, I mean, I have a website. Uh, it's just paulbelarosa.com. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't have I. 
I have all those videos on YouTube that I never want people to see. Twitter, <laughs> uh, I think I have uh, I have a Twitter. I think it's at Paul Della Brosa. So instead of Della Rosa, it's B R O S A. Clever. Don't judge me on that I see one. what you did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so that you can find me those uh, at those places. I'll uh, I uh, I lo- love meeting new people, and uh, if they want to see some photos that are mediocre comment on his photos and maybe he'll reply yeah (laughs) cool all right paul thank you so much for being on with us it was it was a pleasure and uh always awesome to hear um other adventurous souls talk because we're really looking forward to when we can get back out there and so uh nice to be able to kind of do some climbing in yosemite together Yeah, absolutely that'd be great that's right, guys. Thank you so, so much for having me on, guys. I uh, It's been a pleasure to see you guys again since I haven't seen you guys in a handful too of long, years. So. Too oh long, too long, man. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll have to make it happen soon once this whole virus thing is... Uh, I feel like since the very first episode of this podcast, we've been like, yeah, man, this is the virus thing's wrapping up pretty soon. We're going to be... <laughs> yeah, every just, time. Yeah, just Back keeps going on and on. So, but... All right. Well, thanks again, Paul, and and uh, enjoy your your trip out to Sequoia, and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, guys. Take care. Right, see ya. Thank you for listening to the American Arson Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a moment to leave a positive comment or review. Connect with us online through Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, or Twitter, and check out AmericanArson.com for music, merch, and upcoming tour dates. We'll be back next week with another episode. Until then, stay inspired, stay positive, and keep creating.